Hello, everyone. Welcome to the broadcast. We're excited that you're joining us. We're going to be talking about fasting and prayer today. It's going to be awesome. And at the end of this broadcast, uh, we have a big, exciting announcement about Arise Ministries. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Or not podcast, live stream. First time I believe we've done it on a Sunday, but we're excited to be with you guys this afternoon. I'm sure a lot of you guys with this big cold fronter coming through is kind of bundling down right now, making uh, you know provisions for what's coming ahead. But uh, yeah, so today is day 13 of the fast when we initially announced it. A lot of the people are doing it till when, the 22nd, I believe? Yes. The 22nd. Some other people start on the 8th, but, you know, either way. So I know a lot of people are midway through the fast right now. I'm sure for a lot of people right now, this has been super challenging. But we came on here to encourage you to press on, to keep fighting the battle of good faith. Don't stop now. I mean, the breakthrough is at the other end of this. Keep going. Keep planting the seeds of righteousness in your life. And we believe that you will see fruit from this life. As you consecrate these first 21 days, whether it's through six through six fasting, a full 21-day fast, whatever the Lord led you to do, we believe that you're going to see a direct impact and results from that. So before we kind of get into the podcast, I kind of want to give some practical advice since we're what? So yeah, and if you're tuning in live, let us know in the comments where you're watching from. And um, Justin's going to give some practical tips. Yeah, and if you've joined us on this fast, whether you're doing the full 21 days or maybe you're only doing like two or three days or whatever, whatever it is, let us know in the chat if you have joined us in any capacity on this fast because we would love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. So some practicals on fasting. You know, I know this is obviously we're here to talk about Jesus, you know, and that's what we're all about. But there has to be some practical elements to this too. So how can you execute it, right? So the practicals of fasting is the first thing. Get a lot of water in you right now. Right now is not the time to be skimping out on your water. You you can have some other things. I've been drinking black coffee every day. (laughs) But uh, outside of that, really just stick to water, stick to water, stick to water. Even if you're going six to six, I mean, if you're doing six to six, there's no need for juices. There's no need for bone broth. If you're doing a full 21 days and you feel comfortable doing those things, that's fine. If you're doing six to six, water only. If you're doing 21 days, I encourage water only. But if not, you know, do a choose provision, which is fine. But the, the next thing outside of water I want to encourage you to do is make sure you're getting electrolytes in. So as your body is depleting and going through a, a state called as autophagy, your body is getting rid of all these old water cells. Well, you're also getting rid of a lot of the fluids and water that's in your body. So you might be losing weight kind of fast right now, and the reason why that is is your body is depleting all that extra reserves of fat and water in your body. So the best way to retain water in your body is through electrolytes. So you can find, if you go on Amazon and type in electrolytes, you can find literally a thousand different options on electrolytes. So it's not like this, you know, mystical thing anymore. But don't get one with chemicals. Yeah, they'll get one Such as sucralose or aspartame. Yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation for another day, another time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really, you should be getting uh, some healthy version of electrolytes. She is right, you know. So focus on getting electrolytes in with your water. Because if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, this is just for health benefits. You know, like, it doesn't really matter. You're going to be going to the bathroom every five minutes, and that water's not retaining itself. But when you drink water with electrolytes specifically, that's when your body retains the, the, the water. 
because now it's able to hold it and your cells are getting the nourishment you need. So a gallon of water with no electrolytes versus a half a gallon with electrolytes, big difference there. Always focus on the electrolytes. The third thing I would tell you is, is obviously this is a time of prayer, not just fasting. So we're not just trying to starve ourselves. We're not just trying to, to not eat for fun. We're not trying to not eat so we can seem spiritual. If you want to do that, go find a church that everybody feels like they're religiously superior. Who cares? What are they doing for the Lord, right? So it has nothing to do with any of that right now. It's a time to humble yourself, seek God's face, and see him move in your life. It's all about Jesus, right? We want you to encounter Jesus this year like never before. So set apart times. The best times you can really do it is when you're supposed to be eating. As you're supposed to be eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, instead of doing what you're spo- what normal people do is eat, instead of doing that, Set apart time to fast and pray. Well, obviously you're fasting to, to, to pray, to seek God's face, to read the Bible, to put some worship music on. If your church doors are open, make some efforts to be in the church building, right? You want to put God first in what you're doing this year, and you should see him move this year. I see yes. some people are, are joining on over Connor. Welcome, over Timothy Connor. Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. Overcomer. Overcomer. Right? Uh, yes, we will definitely pray for your marriage. Overcomer 08. Yeah, we've started worshiping um, together. Yeah, we'll be praying for you, sir. Overcomer, I love the name. Let us know if you're tuning in where you're watching from in the comments. Let us know if you've joined us on this fast. It's been awesome so far. But we want to encourage you guys, if you are doing the 21 days, we're on the home stretch. Do not give up and quit. This is going to be an awesome time. We're going to see breakthrough all throughout the year. As you set apart this time, the Bible says that whatever you do in secret will be rewarded openly. So there is a great reward for those of us who are doing this fast. So, Yeah, so last piece of practical advice, and, you know, this is really the hardest for me. Victoria was talking about chemicals. That's why I can't do my mind. But put aside the, the diet drinks and the soft drinks right now. Now, look, I love Coke Zero, okay? So I, I get it's it. so bad. I get it. I know it's delicious. <laughs> I know how impactful it is to your midday routine where you have a Coke Zero and your day is just going great after that. I understand, okay? I get it, right? But th- th- right now, your body's going through not only a spiritual cleanse, but also uh, a real health cleanse where your body's going through that autophagy like we were talking about. And let me tell you, if your body's getting rid of all the old chemicals, you don't want to be putting aspartame and these terrible chemicals in your body, right? Don't so, do it. No Coke Zero, no zero calorie, you know, all this new nonsense that's out there, which trust me, I'm saying that with tongue in cheek because. I yeah, love, love we'll it. also be careful of like the energy drinks or the caffeine, not overdoing <laughs> caffeine, that too, while you're at it. All right. Yeah. If you're that's do- it for the health. If you don't let's, a, skip, let's go to the spiritual side. <laughs> if you don't have full 21 days of fasting, caffeine starts to diminish, man. You can go from like six cups a day to like, man, I can't even drink half a cup anymore. So <laughs> anyways, yeah. So let's hop right into it. Okay. So the first point I want to talk about, I have a podcast on this already, but I want to re-highlight the point because I believe as we put apart time to seek God's face, as we separate the beginning of our year to consecrate ourselves before the Lord. Why are we doing that? And what is fasting really a symbol of? 
And I, I think we can really get a picture of this if you take the full context of the Bible, right? So we're not just taking the New Testament. We also believe in the Old Testament. We believe the Bible's full counsel. And why is that? Because the Word is inspired by God. It is God's words for us. What a gift it is that we have the Bible in our hands. So with that being said, the first point I want to talk about is how God has given us dominion on this earth, okay? So we can start off in the very beginning of the Bible and see how God tells us this as Adam and Eve are, are in the garden, as soon as he made a mankind, right? So even before Adam and Eve. So this is what it says in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our own image to be like us. I mean, first off, this has nothing to do with fasting and prayer, but you could stop right there and do a whole sermon. We are made in the image of God. Amen. Made in the image of God. So whatever self-harm thoughts you have towards yourself right now, I want you to rebuke those thoughts right now. You are made in the image of God. I don't care if your parents had you by mistake. I don't care if everything in your life is going wrong and you feel whatever it is. It doesn't matter because you are made in the image of God, my friends. So this is what it says. All right. So God said, let us make human beings in our own image to be like us. They will reign or have dominion, if you will, over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. And govern it, right? Reign over it, or have dominion over it, and the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry the ground, right? So what does God give mankind in the beginning? He gives us dominion. Adam and Eve and, and the original of creation and the Garden of Eden have complete control over what God has given them dominion over, right? Okay, so what do we see happen from that? What we see happen from that is that we see that Adam and Eve, they choose the, the lesser route. They eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? So what happens when they do that is, is that they lose dominion, okay? God comes looking for them, and they realize their shamefulness, that they're naked, and now they have lost dominion or, or are a complete connection with God, right? Right? That's what we see what happens, okay? But wait, that was a long time ago. That was 6,000 years ago. I have good news for you, my friend. 2,000 years ago, a man by the name of Jesus Christ came down on earth, and he died on the cross as fully man, yet fully God. And when he died on the cross, he has been restored dominion to mankind. Why is that? Adam and Eve in the beginning, how they lose dominion? They lost dominion by what they ate, the lust of their flesh. Their, their eyes saw something and their, their hunger wanted it. You see the same, same thing with Esau and Jacob. Wait, yeah, yeah oh, Esau. Fasting fog. <laughs> you saw the same thing with Esau. Esau sold his birthright. Right. Why? Because he was hungry. So there's obviously an element of this in the Bible where people are selling off God's best for them for what their heart wants, what the lust of the flesh wants, what their hunger wants. 
you know, there's there's a lot of philosophy quotes out there now that say a lot of people settle in life for what? They settle for life for a companion A and B for food. And as soon as they get that, as soon as they start having steak dinners every night and they have a wife and they feel content and the and their uh, pleasures from that, they're fine for life, right? So that's what you see happening is that Adam and Eve and Esau and a lot of other people saw themselves, sell themselves, sold their dominion, sold their birthright because of their hunger. But Jesus right. comes down the earth, Okay. So this is interesting. I believe it's in Luke 4. In Luke 4, when Jesus starts his ministry, you'll hear a lot of ministers talk about how Jesus was baptized, then the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove, and that's when he started his ministry. But we push forward from that a little bit. In the next chapter, it talks about how Jesus went immediately into a 40-day fast. And he overcame the temptation of the devil. And when he came out of that fast, he walked in power. Okay, why is that so important? Because Jesus is the second Adam. He is the perfect Adam. Where Adam and mankind's completeness can fall, Jesus is not just man, he is fully God. So God, Jesus Christ, has now fully restored dominion to us when he fasted and prayed and overcame the devil's temptations for 40 days. And when he died, went to that cross, as I said before, and he rose from the dead three days later, he also has given that dominion to us. Amen. So I have two more things I want to say quickly about it, and then we're going to push on a point too, because I'm not trying to sit here forever, but I think this is important for us to understand because everything else we're talking about it in terms of fasting and prayer really comes back to the, the central point. So the second thing I want to talk about is Philippians uh, 1, 9 through 11. So it, it's on the same point, right? So, I'm sorry, I believe it's 2, 9 through 11. It says, so now we're talking about Jesus. So, what man has lost, Jesus has now restored. Now, let's see what the Bible, let's see what the Word of God has to say about Jesus. Now that, now that he's conquered death, the ultimate price, right? This is what it says. It says, therefore, God elevated him to a place of honor, we're talking about Jesus, and gave him a name above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus now sits on high. He sits at the right hand of the Father. And he has complete dominion. Not only that, my friends, but the Bible says that Jesus is praying for you right now. I believe that's in the... It's either in the book of Romans or the book of Hebrews. But it talks about how Jesus is praying for you at the right hand of the Father right now. How can you fail? As you put God first in the beginning of this fast for the next 21 days or the remainder of these 21 days, how can you fail? Think about that. I want you to dwell on it, that Jesus is praying for you right now at the right hand of the Father. He wants what's best for you. He wants your complete heart. A lot of people thinking that fasting is the idea that God is now recognizing you for what you've done. That's not the truth. This is the truth, that now your heart is now being open and receptive to what God wants to speak to you, right? You are humbling yourself, and Jesus is already praying for you, so what you're really doing is you're putting your spiritual antennas up so that you can hear the word of the Lord, so that you can be obedient to what he's right. telling you to do. So when you want to see success this year or breakthrough this year, you want to know the key secret to that? It's because you're being so in tune with what the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking over your life. 
that you're so in tune with what the word of God is in your life that when he speaks to you, you're obedient. And when you're obedient to what he's speaking in your life, you're going to see a blessing attached to that. And anybody that says anything other than that, I'd run, I'd stay far away from. God wants to bless you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life, right? So here's my last thing I want to say. Ephesians 1, 21 through 23. So now we're talking about us. So obviously Jesus has now complete dominion from what he did for us 2,000 years ago. But this is what the Bible says, and this is how it relates back to us. Ephesians 21 through 23 says, Now he is far above any rule of authority or power or leader or anything else. We're talking about Jesus. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ, and he has made him over the head, I mean, over all the things for the benefit of the church. We are the church. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you have put your trust and your faith in him, you are the church. And the church is his body. I am the body of Christ. Say hallelujah. If you're if you're watching this right now, type that in the comments. Say hallelujah that I am part of the Ecclesiastes. I am a part of the church, that I am the Lamb's book of life. Type that in the comments. Hallelujah. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. So what does that say? Now that says that clearly Jesus has now all dominion on heaven and earth. He is our great high priest who could sympathize with us. He's been where you're at. He's faced all temptations and come out spotless, blameless. But guess what, my friends? Jesus took dominion and now who is he using? He's using the church. He's using me and you. I don't care if I'm a feet or the hands or whatever it is. I am a part of the body of Christ. So what that just told me is, is that now dominion has been restored to me. Why do I bring all that up? Why am I bringing up dominion? Because what you're doing when you fast, you are showing that God, I have dominion over my flesh. I take back what's rightfully mine. What Adam and Eve lost in the beginning, I now claim back for my life, okay? A lot of people are waiting for this supernatural idea that God's gonna heal you from your sin and it's all gonna work out, which is possible and he does do all those things. But I'm telling you right now, my friends, God has given you dominion over the situations. He has given you dominion over the situations. Right now where you stand, type hallelujah in the comments if you believe that. You have dominion where you stand. And when you fast and you put God first and you pray, guess what? You're going to see Jesus move in your life like never before because he is, he is the head. He is the head of the church and he's praying for you, my friends. He loves you. He loves you. Dominion is in your hands. You can do 21 days. You can consecrate yourselves for 21 days before the Lord. Right, I understand that there's people out there that just believe, oh, you know, it's about the relationship and God just sees my heart and I'm a good Christian and I'm a good person and I do good works. No, that's not what it's about, okay? It's about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. The Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. I'm hungry right now. I don't know about you. I'm sure a lot of you are the same way, but if you're truly hungry for God, then you shall be filled. You will be filled with the power from on high. Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you're going to have dreams and visions that's going to set apart your life for this year like never before. Amen. Amen. I think that's powerful. 
I took it. Yeah, that, that was a whole sermon in and of itself, Amen. Um, I, yeah, I really liked just to re-highlight what he was trying to say about Luke chapter four. Um, you know, Jesus demonstrated because the devil told the de- the devils tempted Jesus to break the fast. He said, "If you're really the Son of God, turn this bread, uh, turn this stone into a piece of bread." right? Feed yourself. But Jesus showed his dominion over the devil, but denying the desires of the flesh, right? Because in the natural, I'm sure Jesus would have loved to eat a piece of bread. The Bible says that he was very hungry. He was very hungry. So his flesh wanted that piece of bread, but he showed us that we can operate in the same dominion, that just because your flesh wants something doesn't mean that you need to give in to the temptation of the devil. The devil's only access to the life of a believer is through your flesh. But if you have dominion over your flesh, then he has no access into your life whatsoever, right? So that's the power of fasting and prayer. And so that was the first point is dominion. And my second point is actually going to kind of build on that one. And before I get into it, I just want to say to all of our viewers, uh, let us know in the comments where you're watching from. Let us know if you're joining us on this time of fasting and prayer. Uh, it's been powerful. And so my point is how fasting and prayer, another one of the benefits, number one, it, it shows your dominion. Number two, it helps you to overcome your feelings, okay? Because many times, most people, and even some Christians, but people in general, they totally live based off of how they feel in the moment, okay? Oh, I feel like eating. Oh, I feel like sleeping with that person. Oh, I feel like taking a nap. Oh, I feel like not going to work today. People are literally like enslaved to doing whatever they feel. But the Bible tells us, this is uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It says, therefore, my brothers, be steadfast and immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord. So in order to be a steadfast person, what does steadfast mean? It means that you're consistent, that you don't change, that you don't waver, that no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on in the natural, that you are consistently doing what God has called you to do. And fasting and prayer, it really helps you to overcome being, being a person that's dominated by your feelings. Because if you're dominated by your feelings, you're, you're, first of all, you're going to sin because you feel like doing whatever. Usually that's going to lead you into sin. But even past that, there's many people that you feel like God has put something on your heart to do. God has maybe put it on your heart to, uh, you know, serve in a certain area in your local church. You know that you're supposed to be in church every Sunday. You know, God has put it on your heart to do certain things. But if you wake up one morning and you're like, "Mm, I'm tired. I don't feel like, you know, I don't really feel like uh, going to volunteer to do X, Y, Z. Then you're a person that you're just going to be enslaved to your feelings and you can't fully be steadfast in the work of the Lord and understand that that's to me, one of the most Christ-like qualities that a person can have is being steadfast. That's one of the most amazing things about Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you can depend on him being exactly the same every single day. There's never a season where Jesus is tired or Jesus is in a bad mood or Jesus is not healing today. He's just had a hard week. He's, he's at home. Jesus is steadfast. And when people look at your life, I want, I want you to ask yourself that question. Do people see the reflection of Christ, that I am the same? I am the same. In every season, I'm the same. When things are going good and when things are not going good, I'm in the house of God. When I'm tired and when I'm not tired, I'm in the house of God on Sundays. I'm serving in my local church. I'm doing what God's called me to do. You know, and a good example of this, like in my own life, and this is, I believe this is the fruit of me consistently fasting and praying. For the past five years, I have 
given myself to fasting and prayer. And you know, when the Lord spoke to me a few years ago, this probably been like four years ago now that I have been consistently doing a podcast, um, almost every week, sometimes more than once a week for literally four years. Many people start podcasts and literally within like a month, it, it, it like, it just goes away. They don't keep doing it. Why? Because you have to understand that when you're a person who fasts and pray, you do things that God has told you to do, whether you feel like it or not. There's, there's, there, there are many days that I do not feel like doing a podcast in the flesh. Like my carnal self, like I would rather go like lay on the couch and eat a bowl of potato chips. But because I'm a person that fasts and prays, there's an exercise to taking dominion over the flesh. I feel like staying in bed. I don't care. My spirit says get up and preach the word of God. You go with what your, your spirit says to do. You, you, you cannot be a Christian that is led around by your flesh and what you feel like doing. You will never be able to do great things for God if you are enslaved to how you feel. Right. How you feel. Then this is the key to becoming a consistent person. And really, this is the, the main key to um, increase. Whatever God's called you to do, whether he's called you to ministry, business, whatever he's called you to, government, you have to be consistent in order to see increase in your life. You want to you wanna set apart this year as a year of increase? Start being consistent in the thing that God has given you to do. Consistency. Amen. And I wanted to also oh. mention too, Justin brought this up, but the story of Esau, Esau gave up his birthright. You know how valuable that is? He gave that up because he was hungry in the moment. Yeah. A temporary fleeting feeling of the flesh. I'm hungry. Give me that bowl of soup and you can have my birthright. Many people sell out on God's best for their life because of how they feel in the moment. That's right. It, it, because they're not willing to press past the feelings of the flesh. And even when it comes to sin. People, especially when it comes to, like, let's just throw this in as an example. Especially when it comes to, like, dating or getting married or even, like, having sex outside of marriage. People sell out. God has the perfect spouse for you to marry, the perfect person for you to marry, and it's going to be total bliss. But the problem is that people get, they feel lonely. So they go hook up with somebody or they go start dating some random person that's a total bum. That's not who God has in store for you, but you keep selling out God's best for your life because of how you feel in the natural. And so let's not be all negative here. The positive is that when you become a person that fasts and prays, you're not going to be enslaved by that anymore. And I believe that this is your year, 2024. If this is your first time fasting and praying, let me tell you, buckle up for a brand new type of year. This is going to be the year that you don't, you're not just pushed around by life, but like Justin said, that you begin to rise up and walk in dominion. You begin to command life to bring you what the word of God says belongs to you. And this is the way to access it. Fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer. Hello, I see someone watching in San Antonio, Texas. I am glad that you are joining us. Uh, let us know if you're just tuned in. Let us know in the comments where you're watching from. We love to see that. And uh, let us know if you've joined us on this fast and how it's going for you. And we want to continue to keep praying for you as you do it. Yeah, yeah, please do. If, if you've had any breakthroughs in this fast already, we want to hear about it. Yes. If you've had uh, just anything going on, if you had some bad things going on, if you're super hungry right now, Type that in the chat. We want to. We're also hungry right now. Yeah, (laughs) spiritually and physically. Yeah, hallelujah. (laughs) So yeah, type that in the comments. We want to stand with you. I mean, the comments are really for us to build a bridge between you guys. That we're not on on a on a platform somewhere. We want to be connected to you. We want to see you flourish in your relationship with God. Amen. So I think you know you're kind of talking about something interesting. I kind of want to highlight on it before I get to my my second point. But you were talking about really 
something that kind of resonates with me because a lot of people, you're talking about the podcast thing, how a lot of people will start a podcast and two weeks later will stop doing it. Right. But it, it, a really, a true mark of a Christian is somebody who does the same things year in right. and year out, right? Yes. So when I see a, a, a new believer, you know, I, I might see them at church for a few months. I'm like, oh, great, man, they're on fire. But what happens to you five years down the line? Where are you at now, right? So that's my, that's really my, my challenge or my, my thought process is what I'm saying is, is really everybody's trying to focus on it like, oh, well, you know, I messed up, so I left the church. Dude, get back on the altars, surrender your life back to Jesus and get back into it. I, you know, I made sense, but guess what? I got back on the altar and I saw God's face later. So now I've, I've been saved and I've been walking with God for five years and church is a priority of my life. Yes, was there times where I didn't make a priority, but yeah, I got back on the horse and now I'm there every Sunday. Why? Because I'm putting God first. It's not so I can feel religious. It's not so I can have another group of friends. I don't need any of that in my life. I need Jesus in my life. So this is my point. This is what I'm going to add. This is why I like what you said. You talked about how people who stopped on a podcast after, you know, two or three weeks. Right. When you have a vision from God, that's when you can press forth. That's when you're going to hold Amen. on to it and move and be a shaker for, every, for what you're doing. So don't just go off of your flesh. Don't go off of your own instinct, okay? Don't take that job. Don't date that person. Don't do what you think you need to do unless the Lord tells you to do it, okay? Right. When the Lord tells you to do it, you'll have peace behind it, not peace as a feeling. You will know that without a shadow of a doubt, it's God telling you to do it. There's many things that God's told me to do that my flesh did not want to do at all. My almost 90% of the time, God speaks to me, dude, I don't want to do that at all, you know, small or big. But guess what? My spirit is alive and it's equipping me and it's telling me, you've got to do this. This is the answer. This is the key. And when I do it, guess what? It's the best choice I could have ever made. My job was that way. I didn't necessarily want to take the job that I'm at first for like a, a two or three weeks. But guess what? God, I felt like on the inside of me was telling me to take it. And now I love my job so much. It is the best decision I've ever made. Why? Because it wasn't my will. It was his will being done in my life as I submitted to it. So a lot of people will say this verse, okay? And they, they use this for goal seminars and planning. And you see it a lot in the secular realm. But I want to I wanted highlight something. So it says, Habakkuk 2, starting verse 2, it says, Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end will be fulfilled. It seems slowly coming, waiting patiently. Okay, so what, what I want to highlight from there, you probably won't catch it right off the bat, but the thing I want to say is, is that in the beginning of that verse, it says, the Lord said to me. So what you do with fasting and prayer is that you focus on what the Lord said to you. I don't want my plans. I don't want my ideas. I don't want to do things my way. I want what the Lord has for me. Right. What's the perfect opportunity to hear what God's perfect plan is for your life? It's right now during fasting and prayer. As you seek first the kingdom of God these next 21 days, as you're praying for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and not eating because you're so hungry for the things of God, believe that he's going to speak to you what the vision is for your future. Amen. Write that down, what he speaks to you, and make provision. Make ways for it to come to pass. And I can promise you, 
It's going to seem scary. I can promise you that it's not going to make sense in your fleshly realm. But I can promise you that if you hold on to that vision and you run with it as you write it down, you're going to see God's provision come to pass. You're going to see the fruit come to pass. Why? So that the Father may be glorified. I promise you. Now is the time. Don't get a small vision for your life. Pray big prayers. Pray, God, use me. Right now, as it talks about the book of Acts. I believe it's Acts 13. how Paul and Barnabas were set apart for a special work after a time of fasting and prayer. My friends, you're already fasting and prayer. Now believe that God is going to set you apart for a special work. That could be in the business realm. That could be in the ministry realm. That could be in whatever God has for your life, right? I want to encourage you that now is the time to do that. Not tomorrow, not next month. You are fasting and prayer right now, and you are seeking God's face. We see Amen. some people joining on. Flocks. Clayton Boudreaux. Clayton, Karen, amen. <laughs> amen. All right, so here's my second point. I'll keep this a little short since I already took up, you know, half my time so my <laughs> wife can speak too. So if you have your Bibles, open with me to Luke chapter 5. <clears throat> my my uh, voice is going out. For the glory of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So this is Jesus talking about fasting and praying. Okay. So this is what it says. One day, some people said to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples fast and pray regularly. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees. Why are your disciples always eating and drinking? So Jesus responds, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and they will fast. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment. For then the new garment would be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the new wine would burst in the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored up in new wineskins. But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. This old wine, or this old is just fine. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you that as you fast and pray, this is what Jesus is saying, I believe. I believe that he's saying that as you are fasting and praying, you are getting rid of all the old filth and junk of your life. All of 2023 and the negatives, all the things that that you have done against the Lord, all the sins that you may have think were microcosm like anger or jealousy or strife, all of the negatives, you are now consecrating yourselves before the Lord. You are now asking for repentance from those things, and now you are moving forward from those things. You are now getting rid of the old wineskin, and you are now giving God a new wineskin to work with, okay? So let's talk about in the physical realm for a second. In the physical realm, when you fast and pray for 21 days, or when you fast for 21 days, what your body does is it goes through a state of autophagy. And what autophagy does is autophagy gets rid of all the old, unwanted, beat up, damaged cells in your body. It says, some people say that can help with cancer. If you you have cancer cells in your body, it destroys those. Some people say that they have the miracles of healing from their body because they they fasted, right? So that's what happens when your body in in the physical realm when you fast, okay? Now, we're not just fasting for um, the, the benefits of what science says or for healing, right? Well, even though it could be a thing of it. I am fasting for spiritual purposes. 
you are fasting for spiritual purposes, right? So you are fasting and praying. So now you are taking off the old wineskin. What has happened in your past? All the sins of your past, whether big or small, right? If it's if you have an alcohol problem, guess what? Fast for three to four days. And you're going to see how much of that dominion I was talking about earlier you have over your flesh. And how God has already set you free if you put your trust and faith in Him. And now you can walk blameless before the Lord. Yes, you're in right standing with the Lord, but it's another step when you are now practically doing it on the day-to-day basis, okay? So don't just hear the preachers and say, well, you know, you're in right standing with God because of what Jesus has done, and you know, you're all going to make it into heaven, so you know, we're all sinners still in need of a Savior. No, you were a sinner in need of a Savior. You gave your life to Jesus. You are now no longer a sinner. What does that mean? Jesus told, I believe this is, uh, I don't have it written down. It's in John 5. He told the man at the pool of Bethesda after he healed him, you know what he said? He said, go and sin no more. He didn't say go and, you know, kind of try to work on your little sins here and there. You know, you got this, buddy. You know, pat on the back. You know, you're going to be okay. No, he said, go and sin no more. Okay? So, I understand there's the, the renewal process, there's a sanctification process, but now you have the dominion on the inside of your life where you can get rid of those things. Alcoholism has no place in your life. Lust has no place in your life. Uh, even if you have struggled with tobacco, it has no place in your life. Anger has no place in your life. Strife has no place in your life. Jealousy has no place in your life. Bitterness has no place in your life. X, Y, and Z. Read the Bible, what it says, what is right and what is wrong, right? So you don't have any room for that in your life. You are now a new wine skin before the Lord. You are now becoming perfect in the eyes of God. Our goals as Christian is to become more like Christ. So we can make an impact where we're at today. I want to be more like Christ. I don't know about you. If you read in the Old Testament in Job 1.8, God said that Job was perfect. This is before the Holy Spirit was living inside of him. God said that Job was perfect. He said that about other men as well. He said that about Noah. He said Noah in Genesis 6.9. He said that Noah was perfect in his generation. Noah, listen to my words. Go and build an ark. A flood is coming. And guess what happened? The flood came. But Noah was perfect. And not only was he saved, but his family was saved as well. So my friends, our goal is perfection, right? And what I'm trying to tell you is, is I'm not trying to teach a works doctrine. This is my next point. New wine skin. Now we want the new wine. So the new wine is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you as you're saved. But guess what? There's a separate experience from that. And that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see in the end of the book of John how the, Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit into his disciples. And he told them, go and wait in the room for the delivered of the promise. And that promise was an Acts 2 fulfilled when the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began speaking in other tongues. That promise, the Holy Spirit that comes to live on the inside of you, that Jesus, you know, when he came down on earth and he was baptized, John said, I came to baptize you with water, but another one comes after me to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. That fire that I'm telling you about, it's going to shaft out. It's going to get out all that sin. The Holy Spirit will, uh, will tweak you. He will enlighten you to what you need to give up this year. Now's the year. Put it on the altar. Put God first. And it's only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit that you walk forward. I don't want you to get wrapped in the works theology. I have a whole message on grace on my, on my podcast. But my point is, is that I want you to get so filled 
with God. I want you to get so filled with the new wine of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be yet continually being filled with the Holy Spirit, my friends. What does that look like? That means going to church, getting in the prayer lines, find a Holy Ghost church, right? Pray, worship, fast. You're already there, okay? Remove those old things from your life. Choose today that you are going to live for God. Now, here's the promise of that. Here's the promise, okay? So God doesn't want you to be, you know, holy and miserable and like, oh, well, I can't do this. And then, uh, no, no, no. It says in the Bible that godliness is profitable unto all things. So there is profitability for you to be holy, for you to be set apart from everybody else. This world all looks the same. Guess what? I'm in this world, but I'm not a part of this world. This world has no hold on me. This world has no hold on you. You're in it, but you're not a part of it. So when you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added to you. It is profitable for you to separate yourselves from everybody else, just as Paul and Barnabas did after their time of of prayer and fasting. They were set apart. We want to be different. It's not our goal to be like everybody else. I gave that up five years ago when I gave my life to Jesus. When I cried out to Jesus, I said, God, I don't want to be like everybody else because this isn't working for me. This clearly isn't working for me. That's why I need you. And he showed up at a moment of time. He hears you when you call him. Everyone who calls the name of the Lord shall be saved, which I'll get into a little later. But the point is, seek first God. Put holiness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, by the way, is what it says. Seek first his righteousness as you fast and pray. Say, God, what do you want me to give up this year? I'm not taking the old past with me. My sins are as far as the east is from the west when I repent. I'm not worried about that. I'm not sitting here, you know. But I want you this year like never before. I don't want to be like the world. And watch how God moves in your life. Amen. That's powerful. Let us know in the comments where you're watching from if you're watching live. Uh, so my last point that I have is in a totally different direction. Praise God. Um, actually my last point, a little bit kind of, you touched on it slightly, but, um, the last point that I want you guys to get from prayer and fasting is that this is a great tool actually to step into healing. Maybe you need healing in your body. Maybe you've been suffering from arthritis, diabetes, uh, some kind of issue with your joints, you know, any, any type of thing, ailment that you've been dealing with. And maybe it's something you've been dealing with for years. Prayer and fasting is actually a great tool God has given us to receive our healing. So I want to read you Isaiah 58 verse 8. This whole chapter, Isaiah 58, is talking about fasting and prayer. And I encourage you to go study out the whole chapter. And it tells you all the benefits of prayer and fasting, which are, there are many, and this is just one of them, but it says in verse eight, it says that your healing shall spring forth speedily. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And really this goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. Why will your healing spring forth speedily? Because fasting and prayer, like we said, is literally your spirit taking dominion over your body. In your spirit is the healing power that you need. All you need, you don't need God to come down and heal you. God has already provided healing for us in Christ and Christ lives on the inside of you. There is healing already resident in your spirit. You don't need to look out here somewhere for God to come down and heal you. It's already on the inside of you. The problem is that you need what's in your spirit to touch your body. 
right? And so fasting and prayer is literally your spirit taking dominion over the body. And so this is why it says that when you fast and pray, your healing will spring forth speedily. It will spring forth quickly, quickly. And if you have been believing for healing, let me tell you, this is the way. If if you've been believing for it and not seeing it manifest in your body, take time to fast and pray. And, um, this is another scripture, John 6, 63. The Bible says the, the flesh profits nothing, but it's the spirit that quickens. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh is profiting nothing. It's your spirit that's going to give life. And that's the same exact word that quicken, give life, same word used in Romans chapter eight, where it says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken or give life to your mortal flesh. Give life to your mortal flesh. So when you're fasting and praying, you're taking, you're, you're starving out the flesh, which profits nothing, gives nothing beneficial to your life. And you're, you're fueling your spirit, which is your spirit is what's going to give life and quicken your mortal body. That's what's going to bring your healing into your body and bring it quickly, like we said. And so I also want to just mention, which is super interesting, if you do, um, like study fasting. There's tons of secular non-Christian people that fast for healing because fasting, and you can study on it, like Justin said, it it puts your body into this state called autophagy where it starts killing off all these bad cells. It literally can prevent cancer. It is, it's crazy. And you can see that God designed our bodies to do that. Why? Because it's working with not only the, the healing that's in your spirit, but your body literally is designed to work with fasting and prayer. Your body literally goes into a state of autophagy. It begins to create, even if you do extended water fast, creates new stem cells. It's totally supernatural. So secular people are getting benefits from fasting. But this is what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4.8. It says bodily discipline is only of little profit. So the secular people that are fasting, they're getting some profit. They're getting some benefit, but it's only a little bit. As mu- And there's people who are obsessed with fasting. They're like, think it's the greatest thing ever. But the Bible says that that bodily discipline, the the the... the fleshly part only is only of a little bit of benefit. But this is what it says. But godliness or spiritual training, which is the prayer part, the spiritual training aspect of fasting and prayer is of value and holds profit in all things because it holds promise not only for the present life, but for the life that is to come. So when you're a Christian and you fast and pray, we have a whole nother level of benefits that come in. Why? Because the spiritual aspect is what's bringing value to your life in every aspect. It's not only helping your body and and, uh, bringing healing naturally, but it's bringing healing spiritually. There's a spiritual life because it's one thing to not be sick. How many of you know you can be not sick, but still not be strong, right? You can, you can be a weak person, even if you get healed of diabetes or whatever, but you're still not strong. But what's powerful about the spiritual aspect when you pray and when you are increasing in the anointing, the anointing makes you supernaturally strong. So strong. It says that, you know, Elisha was anointed by the Holy Spirit and he was so physically strong that he was able to outrun the king's chariot. There is, a, there is a supernatural strength that will come on your body. Not only will your healing spring forth, but there is a strength. There is a quickening. There is a supernatural life that comes to your mortal flesh through fasting and prayer. And it's powerful. And I want to encourage you, if you've been believing for healing, 
This may be the thing that you've been looking for. Take time to fast and pray. And your body, like I said, your body's going to work with you. But even more than that, your spirit is going to begin to release healing into your body. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you're watching this video and you're just so kind of confused about what fasting and prayer is, <laughs> and, and really you, you feel like your heart is not right with the Lord, you know that if you die today that you're not going to heaven. You know that if you die today, you're not exactly certain to where your life is going to end up. My friends, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Now is the day. Today is the day of salvation, my friends. Not tomorrow, not the next day. Life is short. Just over the course of the past month, I've had over two people die that I knew. You know, that's sad and it's tragic, but I'm telling you, the reason why I'm saying that is because life is short and there's only one yes. thing that matters in this world. It's not your 401k. It's not what you're doing for your work. It's not your friends. It's not your family. It's where you're going to spend eternity, my friends. It's where you're going to end up when you die. The Bible says, this is what the Bible says, no one is righteous. No, not one person for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God yet God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were still sinners Christ died for us Ugh, excuse me for the wages of sin yeah, that's disgusting for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus and this is what you have to do to be saved you have to confess with your mouth that the Lord is that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you will be saved for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved no one's perfect my friends everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God Adam and Eve messed it up for mankind 6,000 years ago they sinned and guess what now we are born into a sinful nature you and I and everybody else and everybody guys come to the same conclusion that we are a sinner in need of a savior and there's only one person that can save that is Jesus Christ a lot of other people they point to even Jesus if you read the Quran if you read some of the newer Buddha teachings uh, or, or Hindu teachings or what new Buddhas monks say it all points to Jesus as an incarnate but guess what when you get to the Bible the Bible Jesus says I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me he doesn't point responsibility elsewhere he takes it on himself and when he died and raised again three days later he proved it not only by his words but Amen. by what happened in his life and guess what there's a free gift of eternal life when you put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ Today is that day of salvation. Right now, make the choice. You might It's going to cost you everything, but I promise you it's worth it. There is nothing more worth than giving your life to Jesus, and your life will be changed, and you will remember this day for the rest of your life, January 14th, 2024. So if you want to pray this prayer after me, you will be giving your life to Jesus. If you're ready to pray, bow your heads, close your eyes, even raise your hands and pray this after me. Say, dear Lord, Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my Wash sins. me and cleanse me. Wash me and cleanse Set me. me free. Set me free. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you died for me. I believe that you risen from the dead. I believe that you've risen from the dead. And that you're coming back for me. That you're coming back for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a passion for the lost. A hunger for the things of God. A hunger for the things of God. And a boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus and Christ. And a boldness to preach the gospel. Now I want Jesus you to declare Christ. this after me. Say, I am saved. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're so excited for you. We believe that your best days are ahead of you. I want to tell you as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ that your sins are forgiven. God loves you and he has a plan for you. And we want to be a part of that plan. We want to help you flourish in your relationship with God. Subscribe to this channel for more. See our Instagram page, Arise Ministries. We want to be an asset to you as you move forward. Not only that, we want you to join a Holy Ghost filled church in your area. You can type in a Holy Ghost filled church in your area and you can find one near you. If you're in the New Orleans area, reach out to us. We want to get you a part of the congregation that we're a part of in New Orleans. It's filled with the Holy Ghost. It's on fire. And there's other people like-minded, just like me and you, who want to seek the things of God. Guys, we love you. We're excited for you. I think but I'm wait, it's not over yeah. yet. Yeah, we have a big announcement still. If you saw in the title, we have fasting and prayer plus big announcement. So announcement coming in a couple minutes here. Um, but first, we want to give you guys an opportunity to sow into this ministry. Um, just so you know, you know, we take offerings in this ministry, not because we are in need. God supplies every single need of us as well as in the ministry. But the reason that we love to give people an opportunity to sow is so that you have an opportunity to get into financial covenant with God. Something powerful happens when you connect your finances to the work of God and to the preaching of the word of God. God's number one goal, and we know we're in the end times, right? If you're watching this, you know we're in the end times. The, the Bible Bible says at the end of the age, the harvest is the end of the age. The harvest. How do we bring in the harvest? By preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel. That's the only thing that matters. So when you connect your finances to what interests God, let me tell you, God will see to it that you experience never-ending financial increase. God wants to bless you. He wants to pour out the windows of heaven on you, on your finances, on your life, on your career, on your ministry, on your business, all these things, right? But we have to trust him with our seed. We have to plant a seed in order to reap a harvest. So we want to give you guys an opportunity. If you would like to sow into this ministry, you can do so. I put the link in the description of this video. So you can go ahead, click that link, uh, and you can give there. And anyone that gives, we will send you a copy of my book to say thank you so much for partnering with us uh, to see the gospel uh, reach people all over the world. And so now, Hold on, before you say that, yeah, so- for the big announcement, <laughs> Yeah, so one more thing about uh, just giving. So obviously, you know, we don't need your finances. This is not for us. You know, right now I'm working sales even, which I'm not, you know, I don't even need to say that. It doesn't matter. But the point is that God takes care of all of our needs. But you know what? What you're doing is, is that you are partnering with the work of God. And, you know, we're not excluded from that either, by the way. We are givers in this household. We put God first, not which is my time and talent, but I want my finances to be in line with the word of God. I want him to know that every single ounce of me is in in tune with him. I want the kingdom of God to prosper, to excel, to move forward so that I can see souls reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus even had women that followed him and that partnered with his ministry to see what he had to be done fulfilled in his life. So that's what you're doing when you partner with us. You are partnering to to see the kingdom of God flourish. You're partnering to see lost people saved. You're partnering to reach the lost. Last, you know, I'm not saying it's the brag because we're, you know, who are we? But last what, 11 months, nine months, whatever it was, we've had over 75,000 people tune in to what? The gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not only here telling you how to be a better person. We're not only here to talk about, you know, 
X, Y, and Z business principles. I don't care about any of that. I'm obsessed with Jesus. We want Jesus, 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 and we want you to be the same way. So that's what you're partnering with. You're partnering with people who are on fire for God, who want to see the gospel go to the ends of the earth. So praise God Amen. and hallelujah. We love you guys. Victoria's got a big announcement now. My big announcement. Uh, so uh, we are excited to say, of course, we started Arise Ministries in well, officially launched it in September, which was a few months ago. Um, that was the official launch. Like that's when we crossed 10,000 subscribers. We officially launched it. Um, and you know, obviously we feel that God has called us to preach the full counsel of God's word, to see the body of Christ set ablaze with the fire of God. And not only that, but we feel called to the lost as well to reach lost people, uh, with the gospel. Like I said, the harvest is the end of the age. So we know that there's a great harvest to be reaped and especially online. There are people watching these broadcasts that will never step foot in a church. There are people watching these broadcasts that may be depressed, suicidal, all kind of stuff that they will never go to a church. They will never go to a crusade, but like the way that God has set up this, this generation that we have technology that we can literally reach people that otherwise would have never been reached with the word of God. That is amazing. And we've just been so grateful over during this fast. We've just been thanking the Lord that we have this opportunity and it's not something to be taken lightly. Like, Oh, it's just online. No, like we are, we're reaching people that would have never otherwise been reached. And so with that, my big announcement is that for Arise Ministries, we're excited to announce that this is now something starting tomorrow actually that I will be doing full time. So that's exciting. That means there's going to be a lot more broadcasts, a lot more videos, a lot more preaching, a lot more teaching, a lot more souls. And so we are very excited uh, about it. So we want you to make sure if you're not already subscribed to this channel, go ahead and subscribe because there will be much more content coming out to help build you up in your faith, to help you stir up the fire of God in your life and to keep you burning every single day until Jesus returns. So we are very excited great things to come. Anything you want to add? Yeah. I mean, our, our vision statement from the beginning is, is to know Christ and, and to, to make, make him, him known. known. So that's right. it. Everything that we do through this ministry is for that, right? I don't want to come with you with another sermon that could help you be a better person. We don't care about that. We want to know Christ for ourselves and our personal devotion time, even through this fasting and prayer time. Our goal is to know Christ. And as we do that, this is the overflow of that, to make Christ known. Right. We're not just saying that with our mouths, with Victoria quitting her job. This is now an opportunity to show it with the work of our hands, our full-time presence in doing. We're excited for this new chapter. It's going to be awesome. We hope, that you, yeah, we hope that you guys subscribe and really just to, to press in to, to what God has you know, spoken over this ministry, that we want to know Christ and make him known, and we want that same thing for your life. That's our heart cry. We want you guys to hop on board and join the team as we go to reach people, man. Even, you know, take, take the, the really practical side of this. We want you to, to know Christ and to make Christ known in your own world with your yes, own friends. We, I, we were praying about this earlier, actually. We were praying that we would be the launching stool for other ministries. That's our heart cry, man. This is not a, a personality-driven thing. This is not about us. This is about Jesus. And we want to see you flourish. We want to see you excel. We we want to see your ministries even greater than ever before. We want to see God's right. best happening in your life. It is all about Jesus. When we die and go to heaven, guess what? What's going to matter is, is that you are in the presence of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ, who saved you and set you free. We love you guys.
We're excited for y'all. If you we have love any you guys. Feel free to reach out. Finish strong on the fast in yeah. Jesus' name. See y'all in nine, eight days, seven yes. days. <laughs> love you. Wow, one minute short. <laughs>